Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I just want to continue our our word that we received you know, earlier. I talked about how to prepare for the great wealth transfer, and then God gave this magnificent word on on ownership faith. And then, just the other day, God gave me a deeper revelation, a deeper revelation about I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and what is in my hands. So how do, how do these, these things all tie together? So basically, one of the words that um, I was given through the teachings of Dr. Robert Morris, um, The Blessed Life, was the multiplication factor. I mean, everybody wants their money to multiply, right? I mean, because it gives you ability to pay your bills and to give and to help others, right? And so I learned the secret to the multiplication factor is you bless whatever you have in your hand. Don't curse it. Right. So let's let's break this down a little bit. So let's go to the famous the famous um, story in the Bible about the two fish and the five loaves and how it fed over 20,000 people. Right. That's serious multiplication. So what exactly happened there? And the deeper revelation on that was Philip and Andrew, they cursed the two fish and the five loaves because they said it was not enough. In the physical realm, they looked at it just in the physical realm. And Jesus did something totally different. Jesus had the two fish and the five loaves just like Philip, just like Andrew. But instead of cursing it, saying it's not enough, Jesus lifted it up to the Father and Blessed it and had the father bless it. And then he had a second sight. Second sight, meaning he saw the two fish and the five loaves in the physical realm. But then he saw in the spiritual realm, this fish and bread being multiplied to the point that it fed over 20,000 people, right? This is a big deal. So, but what was the secret? He broke it and gave it to his disciples. It was, it, division came, right? This is not multiplication. This is division, breaking, the breaking of the bread. And he gave each, uh, each disciple a piece of bread and a piece of fish. And people were in, um, sitting in circles of 50 and they took their piece of bread and their piece of fish and they broke it and gave it to the 50 people in the circle. And all of a sudden, wham, more fish and bread appeared in their hand. So the supernatural aspect was your seed. Don't eat your seed. Give away your seed and you will see multiplication. Right. So then so that's the multiplication factor. So then God gave me the revelation, the rhema knowledge about ownership faith. Ownership faith, a whole nother dimension of faith. And ownership faith was paid for by the blood of Jesus. And ownership faith is different from all the other standard kind of faith that most Christians 
walk in, ownership faith has instantaneous manifestation, the working power of God now, right? Ownership faith is where you want to be. And so this was just an awesome revelation. And then the other day, God opened me up and showed me the revelation about I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And what is that really all about? Well, when we accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we immediately become a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old, old spirit, the old dead spirit, the sin nature that we came in out of the wound of our mothers with, because we inherited that from Adam through representation, is taken out of us and we are given the spirit of the righteousness of God, God the Father, God the Son, Christ Jesus, and Lord God, Holy Spirit. And then we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. So we have the righteousness, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in the spiritual realm, putting us in right standing with God, which enables us to receive. That's the ticket right there, to receive from God. Because in the physical realm, righteousness is translated into holiness. Well, I know I'm and most Christians on this planet are, have areas in their life that they're not holy. And what does holiness mean? Separate, separate and apart, separated and apart from um, people, right? So you're separated and apart from people. And so the, the righteousness enables us to walk in holiness in the physical realm once we recognize that we have the Spirit and the righteousness of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And this enables us to receive the riches and wealth of Christ Jesus. This enables us to receive the debt cancellation. This, en this enables us to receive our marriages restored and made brand new. This enables us to receive our prodigal son, our prodigal daughter. This enables us to receive every good and perfect, perfect gift. Because it's not about whether or not we deserve it or not. We never will deserve it. But Christ Jesus deserves it. And we, this is the, this is where it really, God really kind of took me there. You know, in, you know, we started off in the garden. The Adam started off in the garden. Satan deceived and tri tricked Eve and Eve influenced Adam to go against God's word. And God had already told them, when you eat of this tree of the fruit, the fruit of good and evil, now good is in there. So it's not about something being good. It's about being obedient, right? So the minute you eat it, you shall surely die. So guess what? Their spirit died. And there was a disconnect immediately from the Father, immediately from the Word of God, Christ Jesus, the Son, and immediately from the Lord God, Holy Spirit. Their, their natural eyes were open and their spiritual eyes were closed. So what did God do? 
He came looking for them. He came looking for his loved ones, his, his cherished ones, his children. He came looking for his creation. And he said, what have you done? And of course, the blame game. Adam blamed Eve. Uh, well, later her name became Eve, the female Adam. And then, and then she blamed the serpent. And the serpent blamed what? He couldn't blame nobody. Satan. Goddamn. Right? So, and everybody got cursed. The earth got cursed because of Adam. There was a whole lot of consequences. But one of the things he had to do was he had something had to die. And more than likely it was a lamb, right? And these bloody skins, think about this, these bloody skins were given to the Adams to wear so that they could even be in the presence of God, right? Because God is holy and he cannot be in the presence of what? Sin. So immediately he established from the foundation of time the sacrifice of the innocent of 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 the of the elder son of the righteous son sacrificed the pure sacrifice for the younger sons and daughters, um, the unrighteous son and daughters, and those skins of that lamb was put on. The Adams, so they could be in the presence of God, so that he could, and he still, in his mercy, came up with a plan to save us, right? Which was giving us, and we're going to get to that in just a second. So, uh, over and over again, we see it. We saw it with Cain and Abel. Cain did it right. Cain sacrificed the lamb, the blood, the lamb. And he was found favored with God to the point that it made his brother jealous, and Cain killed him. And then when the blood hit the ground, the blood of Abel cried out to the father saying, revenge me, give me, give me, give me, not revenge, but give me justice. Because God is not into revenge. God is into justice. Right. And so. Um, so. Cain got, you know, got the boot, you know, the story. So guess what? Let's fast forward again. Let's fast forward to the Exodus, the night when Israel is free from captivity in the land of Egypt. And they have to, it's not just any lamb. They could have gone in the field and got any lamb and, you know, and killed it and took its blood and put it over the doorpost. But it had to be a lamb that was in the household for some time where there was an emotional bonding. There was a connection with the children and with the families to this little baby lamb. And then it was killed. Why? Because God wanted them to understand that God is emotional. Yes, right. God is emotional and he loves and he loved and he loves Jesus very much. And so it's not a little thing for him to give his only begotten son up the righteous, the, the, the righteous lamb of God, the holy lamb of God up for all of all of mankind, past, present and future. This was a big deal. And so that's why the lamb had to be in the household so people could feel the emotional the emotional impact of slaughtering this baby lamb. And you can imagine the lamb trustingly coming in the hands of the father just before he's about to be slain because he's been loved on and rubbed on and fed and, oh. But 
that blood saved them from the what? The death, what? Angel. It bypassed them. And it took out all of the Egyptian households, firstborn, and all the livestock, firstborn. Think about it. So, where's the epiphany? Where's the revelation? Remember, Jesus said, you got to eat my body and drink my blood, which, you know, a lot of people have problems with this because, you know, people, I'm not a cannibal. But the bottom line was Jesus was saying, you have to receive my body. Wait a minute. Think about it, guys. He was the Lamb of God, and we took his lamb skin. We took the skin of Jesus, and we wear the skin of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, which makes us the righteousness of God. It's, it's just going all the way back. Visualize it going all the way back to the Adams when the first lamb was sacrificed, and they were given their clothing, the bloody clothing to put on so they could... um be in the presence of God as he gave his um, verdict, um, his judgment on what they had done. So we, this is the revelation, we stand before God in just like, just like Jacob and Esau, right? Jacob stole the birthright from the firstborn Esau. Even, you know, he didn't really steal it because Esau sold it to him. But, you know, Esau was going to try to get back double track and get it. But the long and short of it is Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of beans. Right. <laughs> but anyway, but Jacob, he pretended to be Esau because Isaac wasn't going to give that birthright to Jacob. And he put on the goat that they had killed to make the stew for him to eat. He put on his hand because Esau was hairy and Jacob was not, right? So, once again, the same thing. He put on the elder elder brother's clothing and the elder brother's um, hairy, pretend to be the hair, the skin, right, from the goat. So... So here we go. We put on our elder brother's skin. We put on our elder brother's blood, Christ Jesus, which puts us in a position to go before the Father. And when he looks at us, he sees the right, his righteousness, the righteousness that was in his son, Christ Jesus, right? And he sees Christ Jesus when he, when we talk. Cause remember, Isaac said what? You smell like Esau. You feel like Esau, but you have Jacob's voice. Mm. But he got the blessing and we get the blessing of Christ Jesus. So what does this mean? What does this mean? This means that we are in right standing. We have the righteousness of God of Christ Jesus. Therefore, we can now receive, we can now receive, we can now receive every good and precious gift. Every blessing, everything good and perfect gift that God has for us, every promise, every pledge, everything that God wants to give us, we can receive it. We don't, I think, like, like they, like, um, the teaching was David was probably the most awesome example that God could give us because David screwed up. David messed up. David was an adulterer. David even had his Bathsheba's Uriah husband killed, and he was one of his mighty men. 
Uriah was one of his friends. Uriah was one of his mighty men. And he had him killed. But what did, what did David do? There were consequences. His, his friend, the prophet, put his life on the line. He came in and he pronounced God's judgment on David. And how did David respond? He repented. He bowed his knee. He said, I, I have sinned against you and you alone. No, well, no, you, you sinned against Uriah. He sinned against Bathsheba. He sinned against a lot of people. But in his mind, it was God and God alone. And when David bowed his knee and repented, meaning I'm never going to ever do that again. It's not about crying and saying I'm sorry. It's about changing your ways. And David changed his ways. Now, there were still consequences. He still paid a heavy price for that sin. The sword never left his hand. He had a whole bunch of disruptions in his family line. He even lost Absalom, one of his favorite sons. He died because he rose up against David because of this sin that he had had in his heart and committed, you know, and their firstborn child of Bathsheba and David died. Oh, there were consequences. Severe, severe consequences. His, his, one of his other sons raped one of his daughters. Oh yeah, there was a lot of dysfunction with David. But when he got up after fasting and praying for the child's life, hoping against hope that God would change his mind. When he found out the child had died, he got up, bathed, washed himself, put on his kingly attire, and went into the sanctuary to worship God. And he came out and, and went and was with Bathsheba in her time of sorrow. And they conceived Solomon. Right? So... David is such a perfect example of someone who has screwed up, who has messed up, but has received the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, received the blood and repented, turned from his wicked ways. And God still called him a man after God's own heart. David still ended well, better than Solomon. Right? So, what is this all, what are we all driving towards, right? We're driving towards the fact that the next piece that God just recently gave me was, what is in your hands? I started off with that. What is in your hand? Don't curse what you have. Bless what you have. And I know, I know I fall in the category of cursing this and cursing it. Well, you don't think about it. You don't think that you're cursing anything, but I'm overweight and I'm, I'm tearing myself down about being overweight and my stomach is out there and my hair and all this kind of things. And I need to bless my hair. I need to bless my body. I need to bless what God has given me. I'm still alive. I've got a dear friend that is gone. He had a heart attack. He was on this broadcast. And he is gone. He is gone. And I am still here. God must have need of me because I don't deserve it. Right? I don't deserve anything. I still got a job. 
I mean, during the pandemic, I got a promotion during the pandemic. God is just, he's so awesome. So I got to stop looking at my bank account, not having enough and say, I thank you, God bless what I have. So how does that work? Well, I already told you, you've got to what? You first got to tithe 10% off the top. And that's not giving. That's returning. That belongs to God. The tithe belongs to God, whether you give it to him or not. If you don't give it to him, you're stealing from God and you don't want to steal from God. Right? And then we're talking about offerings. Right? So you're positioned. You're positioned for the Barak. You're positioned for the blessing. The blessing of the Lord maketh me rich, enriches me, waxes me rich, waxes me wealthy. And Daddy God adds no toil, no sorrow, no sweat, no tear, no pain to the Barak, the blessing that he's given me. So here we go. God has me teach the people about the great wealth transfer. Right? The great wealth transfer. Money's coming. And it's going to be like a tsunami. It's going to either ride that wave by tithing and giving your offerings and letting it catapult you into a position to bless yourself, your family, and others. Right? And be blessed the kingdom of God or let it wipe you out, which is going to be the case for some people, many people. Because... Wealth is something that you have to learn how to handle and it will go through your hands and it's gone. Right. And then we have the next step, which is we need to understand that we have this ownership faith. Faith is the substance of things that hope for. It is impossible to please God without it. Faith, we need faith to bring the kingdom of heaven into this physical realm. So that God's goodness and mercy will overtake us. Right? So we understand, we need to understand that we have ownership faith because of the blood, because Jesus said it was finished, because next step, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We don't earn it. We didn't deserve it. It was a free gift by the blood of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. And when you have that in your mind and you understand, even if you screwed up yesterday, you understand you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, right? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because you recognize and understand this and believe it and receive this righteousness, now you can stand before the Father and receive every good and perfect gift, debt cancellation, marriage restored, family restored, relationships restored, money restored, mind renewed, the mind of Christ, body made brand new, cancer destroyed, COVID destroyed, right? Now you can receive. You can receive every blessing for the body, every blessing for the mind, every blessing in, of money and finances, every blessing of time. Your time will be expanded. Your time will be multiplied. You will do more in 24 hours than other people do in 
a lifetime. And your relationships, the broken, dysfunctional relationships will be made right and new in Christ Jesus through the finished work, through the blood, through the blood. Doors will open, opportunities will open for you, witty inventions, riches and wealth, healing and health. Above all, God wants us to prosper and be in what? Good health. Oh, yes, because now we don't curse. We don't curse what's in our hands. We don't curse it. We reverse it by blessing it. Like the widow woman, she blessed it. She at first was cursing the oil, but what did Elijah do? She was looking at Elijah as her source. Elijah is not her source. God is her source. Elijah redirected her to keep her eyes on God, and then he gave her a word that he got from God telling her, what do you have? And she said, oh, I guess I just got a little oil, and they're coming to take my son. You got to help me. Well, Elijah knew that he could only help her temporarily, but she needed help forever, for eternity, right? She needed not only to have the debt plate, but to have, but not to get in debt again, so that all her needs and her son's needs would be met. And then he told, go get pots, as many, some, even empty pots, get as many as you can, borrow them from your neighbor, take your sons, shut the door and start pouring this oil that you had cursed, saying it's not enough. Now you're saying, I'm going to bless this oil. And the multiplication factor kicked in and the sons were inside. They got to see. So this was passed on to the next generation. And I'm sure they pass it on to their children and their children pass it on to their children. Right. So this is transgenerational, transcultural, trans transformational. That's one of my grants that I'm working on. So it's it's very important. Right. So what happens? The oil kept pouring and pouring and pouring until it filled up every vessel that they borrowed was filled with this precious oil. This probably was some very expensive oil. And guess what? Elijah says, now take it, pay off your debtors. And with the rest, you and your sons live on for the rest of your lives. Wow. Wow. So now, you and I, we need to stop cursing what God has given us. Bless our bank accounts. Bless it. Bless our children, even though they're acting up. Bless them. Bless our jobs, even though we may not be totally happy there. Bless that job. Bless it. Bless every relationship you, you have, even relationships with your adversaries, even relationships with your enemies. That's why God said, love your enemies. Love them. Right? So here we go. What? Let's do a quick micro spiral. Here we go. Right? We know that we're about to receive a great wealth transfer, period. It's, it's, it's here. Boom. Next, we need to understand that we have ownership, faith through the blood of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. He said it is finished. 
This is another dimension of faith, a higher level of faith. And next, we need to understand that we are the righteousness of God so that we can receive the great wealth transfer, so that we can walk in ownership faith. We recognize that we are, we are, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which what? Opens us up to what? To look at what we have and to bless it and not curse it. Bless and give an attitude of gratitude. And guess what? You will see the multiplication factor in your life. And you will become a blessing and you will bless others. This is powerful. This revelation is powerful. Hopefully those who have ears to hear and eyes to see will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. You need to be prepared for the great wealth transfer. You need to walk in ownership faith. You need to recognize that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's different from holiness in the physical realm. And you need to look at what's in your hands and be grateful and let God bless it and multiply it. Spiritual believers and listeners, I want to close this broadcast with Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM, Wave 94.